Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. Okay, okay. Okay. We all pumped. Is everybody pumped up? Is everybody wow. like filled? Yeah, you know we're yeah, pumped. Yeah, y'all. You know are we're we pumped. Filled? Are you filled? Are we you filled? You asked it wrong. I was That's excited. What now means, now right? I'm right. You getting pumped full of something? Yeah. You That's are full. You're inflated. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just you're, you're swelling. We're, we're, yeah, we're swelling yeah. with uh, d- delicious hype goo. Mm-hmm. See that uh, you tipped it. That's the question, though. Are you using it pumped, as in connotes full of air, or cum? And like clearly, sperm. you meant cum. Oh, always. Yeah, it's like sperm. if you ask the question, do they mean air or do they mean cum? We always mean cum. Yeah, I, I think when you say like I'm pumped, like I'm hype. I don't. I think of the shoes. Were those shoes that you pumped up full of cum? Probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. that's why. But I had I had the Shaq together. version, so I just assumed like my souls <laughs> were loaded Shaq's with Shaq's cum seed. That's what gave them their potency. exactly. That's, that's why right. I was able to yeah. glide across the basketball court, just on a you know a a, 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 <laughs> on a surf- thin snail trail <laughs> yeah, of- surface of Shaq's cum. <laughs> Kids today just don't know the pleasure of a pump up sneaker full of cum. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Hi everybody! Uh, another episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. Uh, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I almost said pumped. <laughs> uh, your co-host Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host David Bell. And, uh, and who are you? Pleasant, pleasantly plump, perfectly pumped. It's Michael Swain. Mm. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey guys. Welcome. So great to be here. Ah, it's great to have you. Man. Yeah. Yeah, you, thanks for coming on. Before we started rolling, we had a great conversation about the minutia of tax law. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of, honestly, it was helpful. It uh, was. It's a shame, but it's a shame we weren't recording when we had that conversation. Because I would have just it's released also, that as the episode. That's it. Just tax tips. I got. It. I'll submit that it's a steep ask for your guests to immediately pivot to. Are you hype now? Yes. That's, <laughs> Seconds that's later. Very true. That's very true. But I, I am. just think, like, here's the here's okay. You know, like when you, in, in school where you do a test and you fail, and you're like, "Fuck, I failed," and then the teacher. The no, next I don't day know what that's like. So like, everybody, I, everybody yep. failed, and you feel better. Uh, that's what talking about taxes is like mm-hmm. for me. Because I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so fucked. And then I talk to other people and they're like, yeah, man, I'm fucked too. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're all just in yeah, this Yeah, we're all hole. just fucked I forever. See. Yeah. And then it feel, it, I do feel better knowing that. 
Tom, were you like me? Did you make it a point to never fail a test thinking it would matter and make your life a success yes. and then realize that's all malarkey as yeah. well? <laughs> were you guys fucking, were you good students? I was. Yeah, well, I never failed a test ever. I wasn't a good student. I got good grades. Well, okay, technically so did I because I went to a performance arts charter mm-hmm. school. So you could literally oh. be like, not read a book and then like write a poem and they'd be like, this is amazing. Right, gonna, and they wouldn't yeah, notice. Yeah, let me interrupt you. I went to an actual school. Right, where you can do like you mm, learn, yeah, math where you and like stuff. learn shit. Yeah, yeah, it was real school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, I didn't. It do wasn't any of like that. advanced or nothing, but it was. Yeah, real. it was. It was real. Right. It wasn't whatever moon your whole situation base you went. <laughs> right. Now, no, Tom, what's that differentiation? What makes you not a good student and yet you got good grades? Was um, there more to it than getting good grades? I mean, I didn't pay attention in class. I rarely did assignments. I mean, only when they needed to be turned in for a grade, and I never studied. Yeah, so you, I was. I was also. I was also grades. disruptive, especially towards the end of high school. I was a real pain in the ass. But you got the good did, grades, yeah. so like you're technically <laughs> so. a good student. That's right. You navigated high school in such a way that you left with the paper and the good grades. I think you. Won. I definitely won. Yeah, I was student. just admitting that I wasn't yeah. a good student. Okay. It sounds like you were a bad teenager. But a good I was an student. awesome teenager. <laughs> okay, I was. I was so fucking cool, you guys. <laughs> were we all cool, Wait, Michael? No, were you no cool? No, there's no way we were all cool. <laughs> I was, I was uh, being facetious. As we a tired thirty-five-year-old, when I think back of, at myself at like seventeen or sixteen, I don't think about it in terms of cool. I think of it as vibrant and alive and not wrapped yeah. with pe- like body pain. I was like, God, yeah, seventeen. Oh, I was, I was uh, resplendent at seventeen. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember when you could just like roll down a sand dune, and then the next day you'd be fine. Oh yeah. Like where you could just yeah. do whatever. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Junior and senior year, I was just doing like skate video jackass stuff. All like I would, I would jump yeah. into lockers like holding a folding chair. Yeah. I used to bet people uh, to hit me in the yeah. face. Not even really bet. There was no wager. I would just tell them to hit me, and then they'd hit me. Uh, and then I just get like get up the next yeah. day and not go to the hospital. No, yeah. Me, me and my friends yeah. would pretend to get into fights in the lunchroom and like break trays and shit over each other's heads. Yeah. All right. Well, the- I didn't do anything that bad. <laughs> I just Look, like eat a lot of carne asada fries and shit. Oh man, that's, I wish. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. also something. It, that's yeah. a whole different dimension. Yeah. Of no, it, I mean, man. I was like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm having. Sorry, I'm. I'm having that bummer now. Actually, where I. Uh, I like. I'm learning this year, like, oh, I can't really eat that anymore. Like, that's going to hurt oh, yeah. me uh, for mm-hmm. days. Uh, yeah, that's a real yeah. bummer. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're in that age bracket, the prime of life age bracket right now, please go do whatever. Yeah, it's the do only drugs. time you're gonna do. It's, be able to. it's not gonna get better. Yeah. No, there will be no. more consequences later. Yeah. It's as consequence-free as it can get with you still having some faculties. Although you are dumb as shit, but you have some faculties. Counterpoint, I think we're cooler now. No, inside. That's the the paradox, Dave. Yes, your brain is better. Your body is shit, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, but being a teenager is emotionally exhausting. 
Uh, and yeah. I am glad I'm not one anymore. It's it's an exchange, you know? Yes. Youth uh, is wasted on the young is true. Like, there's no right. point in human existence where it all lines up correctly. You're sure. either horny, but your emotions are stable, but you don't understand how anything works, or you understand how stuff works, but you're dead inside and tired and your body shit. Right. Like, it's never all right at any given yeah. time. <laughs> I will say there are nights where I'm sitting there watching the firm, not having sex and thinking like, how did I ever want to do anything else in my life? This is mm -hmm. perfect. Um, yeah, no, one's not going to watch in the firm. Yeah. You got to embrace it is my point. I don't know. I, it, it varies person to person. I, I'm sure we should probably get into um, the actual show now. This is it's the true. Show yeah, now, it is Tom. kind of the show. Bring um, in that Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's thank some yeah. producers, shall we? Sure. We got some we got some new producers. Um, big thank you to these seven bees. <laughs> Solid That's a good one. Tom, you know I who do, that yeah. is? And I, I remember the gag right. too. Yeah, oh, really? it was it was when we were uh, watching um I think it was when <laughs> we were watching uh Wicker Man. Oh, that the, makes the sense. The gag was um, uh, the um, uh, the uh, sweet dreams, but we were we were replacing yeah. dreams with bees. So it's I travel the world with these yeah. seven bees. <laughs> it's not sweet dreams are made of. Bees. I mean, it was that was <laughs> okay. every time you say Carried dreams, you just say bees. Song. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, and anything that rhymes with dreams, you yep. say bees. It's just like you just bombard yeah, just it bee. with bees. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. Uh, uh big thanks to Breezy Ruizy. Beezy Ruizy. Come on, it's right there. Beezy Ruizy. Beezy Oh, Ruiz. <laughs> <laughs> Ruiz, thank you so much. We love you. You're great. Uh thanks to Davy Francis for The Revenge. Solid. Uh solid great movie. Thank you to M V B. Mm -hmm. MVBs. Oh, thank you so much. MVBs. <laughs> thank you to Phaedrus. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Ryan, the silly money mm. goose. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you to definitely not, not Guillermo sure, del Toro. We'll see about that. Uh huh. Thank you to Brian, who I Tom do. knows. Um, thank. Does Brian know Tom, or just just does? Tom oh, he knows Brian. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks to Doc. Wear a mask, you fucks. Eep. Garby. Uh, thanks to Bob Grenville. Thank Eep. you, Bob. Thank you to Steven. Mm. Thank you. Thank you to Down Home Bacock. Chicken. Bacock. All right, let me jump Woo. in here. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you to Asking Thank Seven. You. Thank you to Hey, Thank fuck you. you. I'm happy, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. I was born to stare. Thank you to Dragon, yeah. the bus driver, vampire. Thank you to Tiger Girls Pratt Thompson. Uh, <laughs> raindrops keep falling on my head. Not saying that this time. <laughs> thank uh, you. Thank you to Chloe Rice. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you to the Kool Aid you, Man. Since the only unity we need is the homogenous mixture of flavor inside me. Viva la resistance. Woo. Thank you to ET, the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you to Cody Johnson's time machine noise. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. And thank, thank you. you to Glitterous. Glitterous. Bam. Michael, we had this conversation last week. Uh, mm -hmm. 
was is clitter a musket sketch or was that cracked? It's, it's muskets. A musket. I oh it yeah, that's okay. muskets. Glitter the glitter for your I've been trying clit. to remember yeah. glitter yeah. for the last. That was back yeah. in the day. <laughs> was back in the day. Oh yeah. That was our first hit. Like the first mm. thing we ever did that got more than a dozen views. You know. <laughs> nice. It Congratulations. Was, no, good work yeah. on glitter. Yeah. Well, glitter is fully a real thing. Like shortly after that. Oh yeah, you I'll can have find people it. know at that time it was not. And now it's like, I think it was only a matter of three years before it was like, oh, that's a real product. That's not a joke yeah, anymore. That's fine. <laughs> we also talked about that last week. I think I ha- I heard there was an episode recently where you did sing it. Wasn't there, Tom? Were you saying raindrops? I think you've sung I've it sung once. I've sung it a couple of times. I've yeah. heard oh. it. Oh, oh it's okay. Just, it's, it's like seeing the green flash at sunset. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Takes the breath oh, away. Oh, man. Thank you. No, it's I, I can't do it every week. It's got to be a surprise. Right. Some of yeah, these rest those pipes. Now that I get to see the doc like Han Toomey spelled completely differently than I thought. It's oh, just yeah. there's a lot of a lot of uh things in my mind have to be shifted around now after this. This is the most thrilling segment, frankly, of the whole hype cast. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. You have to confront your prejudices you. yeah. about our list of producers. Yeah. Uh let's get to uh, trailers. Let's yeah. About, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the trailer. Let's talk about Voyagers. Mm. Uh, with a sort of Colin Farrell just sprinkled in there. Yeah, he's 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 um, like a garnish throughout. Yeah, this is about people going into space to get high. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is party. that okay? Have you done some reading about it, or did you get no, that from the trailer? That's just what I got from the trailer. What do you think? I uh, that's a profound thought. What does he say? <laughs> I like that the trailer started and ended with the same clip. It reminded me of the Serious Man trailer, one of my favorite trailers ever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I couldn't tell if they were. So it's I don't know. It's some kind of sci-fi malarkey where there where there's drugs. But I couldn't tell if they were being drugged against their will as some kind of government program of like behavioral modification or if it was uh taking drugs intentionally for pleasure or if it was one became the other or what it, it i don't looks know like it, from the trailer it's being administered to them but it's it's hard to say because the trailer is uh it grabs you but it's kind of hard to parse what exactly the movie yeah. is about from it here's here's my fear but uh, it is punchy I, it, mm-hmm. yeah it is punchy it's from the writer director of uh limitless that, yep and the illusionist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't and, know the uh, illusionist. It's fine. The divergent. That's what okay. I was about to say. I think this from the pattern I'm seeing, this movie will be fine, yeah. and that's okay. He's also writing the Bride of Frankenstein movie that's coming. Sure. Which I'm guessing will be. It fine. will probably be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That takes a lot of the i mean limitless is aggressively yeah, fine. it is it is one of the <laughs> yeah. most okay it's films barely i've ever seen yeah it's like this is okay yeah. this is, yeah and so you know i'm fine with that i but, think there's um there's some hype here for lily rose depp i've seen all the at like all the the articles about it highlight that she's in this yeah. uh, and i, I think there's she is um, johnny depp's daughter Trippy imagery hype, right? If you're Burner or you like Gaspar No into the void type stuff, maybe it won't right. be executed as well. Mm-hmm. Or even 2001, you know, the sequence. Um, 
but it looks like they're going for that. So you're going to see some cool uh, drug trips in the form of glowy light effects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's okay. Um, here's where I think this movie might be brilliant. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm reading the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the synopsis is a crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission to send into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real or not. It's a very generic, um, synopsis. Uh, the thing that spick like sticks mm-hmm. out is multi-generational mission. Cause it just occurred to me is whenever we talk about like, if we go to Mars, it's going to take generations. Yes. Mm-hmm. That means that there would be people born who didn't ask to be born on a trip to Mars who will become rebellious in their teenage years. And so the idea of like a coming of age dazed and confused story on a trip to Mars is, I don't know, appealing. If that's what this is, it's um, legitimately interesting, mm-hmm. but given the, not just the other movies that the dude has made, but also the, line for line dialogue of the trailer and i know it's going out on a limb to judge it based just on that but um the way the trailer's assembled and the fabrication of images i do expect it to be punching around that weight class of like fine to good slash fine and yes. uh that's an interesting that's a super interesting idea that i would want it to be executed excellently uh yes. so it's kind of a shame or I'm expecting a whiff, but you know, upgrade was like a movie that I felt very like this about and then went in oh. and you never know when one of these will be surprisingly soft. Yeah. So upgrade I'm hoping you never know yeah. when you, <laughs> yeah, you never know when you're going to watch saw and the guy opposite mm-hmm. of Carrie Elways is going to fucking kill it as yeah. a director. Like that's really weird. He also uh, wrote saw upgrade is. Mm-hmm. Did, oh, okay. Um, and yeah, then fucking the invisible mm. man and whatever next he's going to do, which I can't fucking wait for. Oh I think we my goodness. Sorry. I know. Is. Oh, oh, there's three things yeah. here. He is credited for upgrade the TV series. Oh. Also wolf Wolfman, But finally, and this is going to be controversial escape from New York. He's supposed to direct. Interesting. Yeah. And I will say if anybody has to do one, you know, like, gun to my head it's like sure yeah give it to that guy i guess don't make it but like if you're gonna make it fuck it yeah um, i was less into invisible man so we'll see like mm-hmm. it only two data points is not enough to judge by so i'll wait for the third i i guess this is this is my case is that um upgrade is a very stylized film like the visuals and the mm-hmm. energy and he knew not to do that in Invisible Man, and he made a very he made an appropriate film for both things, and that makes me, I don't know, yeah, yeah, gives me hope. Did you? It just felt like a lesser exercise in the template of uh, other uh, other horror films that are like obviously we're in the midst of. Uh, horror as message you know is in a golden age right now and I just think in that in that like milieu with so many that have knocked my socks off it probably would have fared better if it was like ahead of its time but it's firmly not ahead of its time this is kind of what we're doing right now is horror movies with progressive messages absolutely so it was a good one but I'm like yeah good a good one of those it felt like how i just watched uh i care a lot have you guys seen that yet no No. 
very good, very solid, but I think in a post-Nightcrawler world, less impactful than in a pre-Nightcrawler world. There is something about getting there first. I don't know. For sure. If you need another data point, by the way, this director did Insidious Chapter 3, which I do not remember being good. Um, Also, I just want to point out that we're not talking about this trailer anymore or anybody associated with it um, because it's sort of, it is, it does look intriguing, but I'm I'm skeptical. Uh, Yeah, I'm intrigued, but fairly skeptical. mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the one, the little, like, I don't even know if it's about coming of age in space, right? It's. That's just what I'm, I'm right. all I can glean I'm from this trailer sucking that right, yeah, all I this. can glean from this trailer is that it's about a bunch of teens uh doing ecstasy and fucking in space. Yeah, in, in space. space. Uh slash that one Foo Fighters music video that just randomly cuts to stock footage of animals fighting all the time. Right. <laughs> I also maybe I mean this is a stretch to interpret this based on what we see in the trailer, but I know it's a common thing in stories with generation ships that the the roadblock is like no one can deal with the emotional consequences of being born and living your whole life in like cramped quarters on a submarine on a journey. Yeah. So and there's oblique references into the trailer to like the drugs making you not feel. Um, so I'm wondering if there's something like they drug all the kids to make them emotionally stable enough through their teenage right. years to not wreck the ship and it somehow backfires and they become super emotional and they go crazy and they extra wreck the ship. Cause you yeah. know, they keep flashing to the teen, like banging on his chest, like a gorilla. And then it cuts to a lion taking down a gazelle and then it cuts to a crowbar with blood on it. So, uh, right. I think it'll be like a space spaceship riot, riot, either something like that's- that. <laughs> That's the thing is like either all right maybe the trailer's just bad but I I I love the subject of a generation that's literally existing to be thrown away where they're like yeah you're going to get born and die on the space if station. The best would so be we're if they're the you. middle generation. Their kids will reach the destination. Exactly. And their parents remembered Earth, but yeah, they're the exactly. middle. They're, that's they're, so yeah, cool. Yeah, they're literally the throwaway. If again, we're we're doing a lot of the trailer. Yeah. We don't know if any of this is what the movie's actually about. But the title Voyagers plural mm-hmm plural like it seems to be about that idea and then you could use that to say a lot about you know our generation or other generations there's a lot here that we're handing to the director of limitless Mm. uh so yeah i i again skeptical but like great idea yeah for a film um yeah should we should we talk any any other thoughts on voyagers uh no we should probably move on it's always fun to see Colin Farrell yes, is always he fun to see. Fully rules and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, fucking next next thing R- without remorse. Sans remois. Yeah, that's probably sure. what it's called yeah. in France. Uh, <laughs> this was the Michael B. Jordan yes, one, right? This is the Tom Clancy. Yeah. He's playing okay. the Willem Dafoe character from uh, Claire and Present Danger. Are you kidding me? Slash the Liev Schreiber character from the Sum of All Fears. Oh, fuck me. Yes. Really? Oh, great fucking casting for that. Yeah, uh, he's he's playing an established character. All right. Is this controversial to say that Liev Schreiber's version is better? Than Willem Dafoe's? No, because Clear and Present Danger is a very bad movie. Okay. 
Yeah, because Liev Shriver has that like creepiness that I think Michael B. Jordan kind of has in this. Um, oh, I'm so I'm yeah, so the intensity excited. definitely. Yes, like they ha- they have a similar like intensity. Yeah, like a scary yeah, intensity. Yes. Uh, yeah, where it feels like yeah. They will kill you, I don't know, without remorse. Son <laughs> Renoir, um, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, it feels very much like uh, we just had the John Krasinski one, and now it's like, what if Michael B. Jordan did a Tom Clancy? Like, if you like a Tom Clancy, yeah. it screams, this is a Tom yeah. Clancy. I like oh, a Tom man, Clancy. We're, yeah. we're hitting a, and they're doing... Michael B. Jordan certainly, like, up to the task. I'm oh, sure for it'll sure. Be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think we're done. We should we should probably get a new Jack Ryan up in here. You, you, it's two and you're done, maximum. The seasons, movies, I don't true. care what. That's true, yeah. It's, it's, two it's, and you're it's done. been no more than two. Yeah. And it, then you're done. And then we re- restart it. We restart it every time. I don't know what it means, but it is interesting that Tom Clancy is one of the most recast. You know what I mean? Like, not since Peter Pan yeah. are there like eight actors. I guess James Bond, Bond yeah. but God, what it's if- so common to just switch out whoever is whatever <laughs> generically named, like J name. I think it's Clancy yeah, protagonist. Well, I think it's because I hope in a hundred years from now. It's oh, go ahead. Like Peter. Oh Pan. yeah, there's like. Sorry, yeah. no. I just I hope. Yeah, we're just doing Clancy like Peter Pan. Like Clancy's estate donates the character of Jack Ryan to an Irish orphanage. Yeah, Um, exactly. What I was going to say is it's I think it's because they keep trying to make it into a franchise. Uh, Because like, yeah, you know, Harrison Ford's Jack Ryan movies. That was like that was an accident. Like they just made Patriot Games, which mm-hmm. was awesome, and everybody liked it. So like, well, fuck, let's do another one, and that one wasn't very good. The so they didn't do any more after that. So I stopped. The problem, hey, is hey, always hey, the can same. You, can you believe it? They did one, and it wasn't good. So they so stopped. They stopped. Sorry, I, <laughs> that's just amazing to me in this day. Yeah. The problem is always the same. It's li- with Jack Ryan. He is permanently supposed to be new. Or in over his, so at the very least in over his head. In yeah. over his head. Yeah. And so it's it doesn't work after a while. And like season two of Jack Ryan can show that where besides just like the weird political overtones that they did. Um, waging well, wage, also, waging war on Venezuela or whatever it is. Yeah, they refuse to mod- they refuse to not make it like conservative dad porn. Well, da- um, D- Dave, who like, do you think? I was about to say like with this and the Jack Ryan show and they just announced there's going to be a a, a um, Ray Donovan movie to close out the storyline of Liev Schreiber's uh, hit series Ray Donovan. It is we are in a golden <laughs> age of dad entertainment. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying like Jack Ryan, I I'm, I'm sure I've said this on a hypecast before. Season two, Jack Ryan, it used to be that they would be like, who's terrorists now? And then they would do whoever's terrorists. Uh, the answer to that question now is white supremacists. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see a season of Jack Ryan where he's fucking up some That would Nazis. be interesting, yeah. That would be, that would be relevant. But they, they, it's the xenophobia where they're like, no, they can't be from the, the United States. That's not like... Other shows can do that, but that's not their yeah, market not share. Jack Ryan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that might be part that of why... Because the U.S. is the bad guy in Clear and Present Danger. So that might be part of why that movie didn't do so well. I mean, also, it's a bad movie. And if, or, <laughs> in a yeah. way, they're interchangeable because the same reason Doctor Who's interchangeable. The main character is the sci-fi premise. 
I think the main character in all Tom Clancy things is is America, right? <laughs> or it's just right. like the idea of uh, whoever's gonna step up and save us and represent our ideals against it's it's almost uh, terrestrial Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. to, to a degree. In, um, in Clancy's credit, he he doesn't. He's not like shy about pointing out the shitty things that the U.S. does. At least in at least in his books. Sure. I don't know how often it makes it into the translations, but. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask. Just oh, be, I, this came up earlier, but that is is a fascinating question to me. Who, if you had to pick one thing from today, what do you think will be like Beethoven or Shakespeare or you know Sir Arthur Conan Doyle? Like, what will still be remembered? That's a creative work, show or book or something or franchise, in let's say a thousand years. And I can't answer Tom Clancy's. Oh, you uh, can't. Jack I, Ryan. Sure. To be no, perfectly um, honest, I think it's probably going to be comic books. I would say comic. I would say the either MCU. That, oh, I would say that or Star Trek. Um, anything that's big and just keep or Star Wars, maybe. Like that's. I assume that's what those properties were at the time, right? They were just the most popular yeah. things at Shakespeare, at least. And yeah. so, yeah. So I, I imagine just take whatever's popular now, and that's that's probably. But not to, it. not. It won't be anything not surprising. Not to nitpick Michael's question, but it's not been a thousand hmm. years <laughs> since Shakespeare was alive. That's true. Uh, uh, we don't or, know or if she, we Beethoven. don't know if Shakespeare or Beethoven are going to last a thousand years. Well, no, we know that because right. it starts with TNG. Said that's fair. <laughs> well, according to TNG, culture stopped yeah. roughly around this roughly the time around of this 1987. Yeah. <laughs> culture <laughs> yeah. stopped. Although I love in TNG when they'll occasionally have a new culture, like they'll be like, "This is Turalian, uh love rhythms," and it's just a guy going like, "Ding dong." Well, they, dong, they yeah. ding dong. <laughs> it's great. They they do it in like, I, actually, I can't say they do it in every Star Trek series, but they probably do because it's it's like a bucket that a lot of these shows do. But definitely in TOS and TNG, they'll always they'll do like the comedy rule of three. But the third, rather than being a joke, the third thing has to be a thing that doesn't exist. So they'll be like, it's like Beethoven yes. and Shakespeare mm. and Glurplock. Mm-hmm. Yes, they yeah. love that <laughs> shit. Like they always like do that they'll shit. Also do it, they'll, they'll do be like, the op- it's like your Nazi Germany or the reunification of the Irish nations in 2465. Yeah, that's the, that's <laughs> yeah. the, that's the Savage they'll, Curtain where, they, <laughs> where Abraham Lincoln think, shows up. I think they, mm-hmm. they reverse that too, right? Like sometimes I think they'll do two made up things. Yeah, yeah, they'll thing. just they'll sprinkle it in there. But yeah, well they're oh, good they writers. It. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, they are. That's true. Uh, he fucking jumps into a burning car, and I think it that's is pretty great. dope. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but are you more threatened than having a gun to your head because the car is also on fire? Do you think that adds to as the victim from the victim's POV the threat yes. level? Okay. Yeah. The, I, just, I, I, I don't. Think I think it's, it's too, academic right. if a gun is pointed oh, at it. It's too, to me. It's too, it's two different types yes. of stress. <laughs> it's it's like there's a, there's the stress of when like a door is left open where you're like we really need to take care of that thing, and then there's a the stress of gun to your head, which uh, I mean I'm not uh, an old hand right, at that, that second stress, but the 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 threat of physical harm 
And so there's a feeling of like, oh man, we got to get out of here. Look, look, I know we're doing. I would actually thing, argue like, that it's we really it's, it's get almost threefold because it's it's that it's the stress of we need to get out of this car. It's on fire. It's the stress of this guy is pointing a gun at me and asking me questions. And the third the third level of it is this guy set the car on fire and then came inside to point a gun at me. Yeah. He's crazy. He doesn't care. <laughs> it's the question yeah. of yeah. wait, is he gonna also burn alive? <laughs> right. Right. And it's and it's the yeah. you know, it's the realization or at least it's the flex he, I'm sure he's going for. It's like, oh, this guy does not give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do I do like the idea of him pointing the gun to the guy's head, asking him questions, and the guy being like, Sir, I don't think my answers matter. The doors are on fire and like having to turn around and be like, Oh shit. Right. And like yeah, realizing that he just fire. can't get out. And, yeah. Oh, I probably shouldn't have gotten yeah, in that, here. That now seems that like you a real mistake. I don't know is, why uh, I did that. We should, uh, let's get to the next thing. Yeah, let's do, do it, that, folks. Let's move on. Uh, and that thing is Thunder Force. Uh, I'm just... Thunder Force. Thunder, Thunder Force. Force Go. It's what I thought it was based yeah. on the title. Yeah, this is, <laughs> so this is the of... uh, superhero movie with Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer who basically accidentally get superpowers and then they have to do battle with Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sick of comedies. It is um, the episode of Futurama with Clobber Girl and uh, what's his name? You know, the one right. where they get a cream that gives them superpowers. I just think, or it's a uh, superhero high or sky high or whatever sky it's high, called. Yeah. It's interesting. We were just talking about like the timing of something because mm-hmm. yeah. as Shakespeare coined, there is nothing new under the sun or what have you. Nothing's invented, but there is such a thing as like, flooding the market or coming out at a time when we've just seen this before and i don't think you can make a generic superhero movie when we have the mcu already it feels so weirdly bereft it it depends i i get what you're saying i totally get what you're saying but then we've also seen shows you know like the boys is taking off and that's not you know well i don't think it's premise I think it's just type of comedy like this Adam Sandler yeah. um, where it's like, I, I think we're done. I think we need to invent new comedy or like keep going. Cause like, for example, this trailer begins with them singing uh seal singing kiss right? from a rose. Yeah. Kiss from a rose. Kiss and the rose. joke is the joke is they're singing it, mm-hmm. which if you remember is the same joke. in I believe vacation where he's singing seal mm-hmm. yeah and like and it's like that's a that's a movie from like i don't know tw- 20 years ago when was the the last vacation like 2014 like 2015 yeah and it's like oh so we're just doing that joke again and the joke is just they're singing uh, like a, oh, remember that song they're singing it sure remember maybe it? it's just and the so comedic tropes and structures because yeah because there is like so maybe it's not even in a post MCU world, but in a post like Atlanta world when there's shows, you know, yeah. there is comedy out there that's trying new shit. Mm-hmm. This is it's like so the, it's, 2008. This or, is the equivalent yeah. of a laugh track. It's the equivalent of a laugh yeah, track. Yeah. Track. It's it's the Judd Abitow where it's like, look, we just I, I think we're I think we're all set here. I don't think <laughs> yeah, you can. That's a good I way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can make any more of these comedies because they don't. Well, yeah, that's the man, and I. This it's it's and a shame because this is a this is a. Uh, there's an awesome cast in this. I oh, fucking love, love the, the bit cast. at the end with Jason Bateman with crab claws. Sure. Um, I, I, yeah, I was about to say they're both great. Um, they're yeah, both amazing a, actresses. Well, there's a thing. Uh, there's a thing with Melissa McCarthy's movies specifically because um, she makes all. This is another one that she's making with her her husband and uh, essentially writing partner Ben Falcone. 
Right. Um, and he's he's co-written and directed like the past, like all of her movies, basically. Right. And they're all really fucking terrible. Right. Um, and I'm I think it's him. <laughs> yeah. There's. I, I think, think there's it layers might to be it. him because she's great in things yeah. that aren't a Melissa McCarthy movie, if that makes sense. You think sense. she's like, she's the Mila Jovovich to his Paul uh, W.S. Anderson? She just can't yeah. say politely, get out of my shit. Yeah, she I just don't can't, meddle with the can't movie. politely tell him that all of his instincts are wrong. Right. Uh, like, Honey, I, mean, well, I love you, but your ideas are bad. Your ideas <laughs> are very bad. Here's what I'll say, though, in regards to both her and Mila Jovovich and Adam Sandler, uh, and and I don't know, I'll throw in Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. It's just like if if you have a core base of fans and they're enjoying it, you, if you're enjoying making them, uh, and they're not really like racist or like mm-hmm. horribly offensive in any way, they're not tr- like teaching something bad to the world, mm-hmm. then ultimately more power to you. Right, like sure. Medea movies making a billion dollars or what have you. I I was gonna say this, even though I immediately didn't like care for it and I won't see it. I would not be shocked if someone said, you know, this is the exact kind of like broad four quadrant bland but fine comedy that makes a right. billion dollars. I'd oh, be yeah, like, no, oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, that's uh, I, it's just real quick to that to Michael's point. Um, that's something I actually brought up in a, in a crack video I did, you know, a hundred thousand years ago when that was still, uh, existed. Mm-hmm. Um, at least like through like the boss and like a couple of her, um, solo movies that she d- did with Ben Falcone right after bridesmaids, they all broke a hundred million dollars. Like they were all successes. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah, they, they were all they were all successful movies that got terrible reviews. Whereas, right, and, what is the one where she's the disgraced plagiarist? Uh, I'm sorry, I messed up. Or uh, can you my ever forgive apologies? me? Can you ever forgive yeah. me? Great movie. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure if I Google, he was not involved in that one. I <laughs> sure. sincerely doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. It really, like, to me, it comes down with if we find out some horrible abuses are happening making this movie or these movies, I'd be like, shut it down. Absolutely (laughs) not worth it, you know? But, like, as long as they're, I don't know, like, I want to learn about, like, I want to know about, like, their carbon footprint and shit like that. Okay, yeah. It's just like, (laughs) I I just need. Real quick, uh, can you ever forgive me as Marielle Heller? She's, like, a legit director. She made the Mr. Rogers movie and a bunch of documentaries and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the same page. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's married so, to uh, Yorma Taconi from uh, Lonely Island. Oh, nice. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. low-key conspiracy it, theory, Melissa McCarthy's married to a mediocre dude who's ruining the bulk of her films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's married to a dude who fucking sucks. It's yeah. terrible comedic sensibility. I just don't, like, I'm... With comedy specifically, like, I get mad when sci-fi is mediocre. When comedy is mediocre, it's like, oh, God, like, I do get irritated, like, try better. But ultimately, I feel like it's, if it's bringing people joy and not doing it by by punching down or being mean, then it's whatever, fucking fine. Right. It's like Um, how we couldn't be mad at Hubie Halloween when we reviewed that. It's hard to be mad at any joy-based thing. Yeah, it's exactly like, unless... It's part of your identity because you're working your shit out. Like when I was mm-hmm. when I was yeah. 17 and live and sinewy, and uh, I dreamed mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> I had aspirations I, and hopes. I also was a shithead in the way that I thought alt humor or sophisticated, what I considered edgy humor. Like I needed to brandish that and make sure people understood like the big bang theory is bad and you're dumb. If you like right. it, you shouldn't laugh at it cause it's not constructed correctly or whatever. Now I'm like, whatever floats your boat, man. You know that yeah. I think it's just a part of growing up. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think what still frustrates me is when it feels like, uh, it's like when, for example, it's, uh, Westworld, and they're like, ah, think about that. No, it's like, I yeah, won't, yeah. because it's bullshit. Yeah. Or when it's fucking the Game of Thrones, the shot should be taught in film school, where it's like, no, wait, 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 wait. You where mean, it's oh. like, when things are getting yeah. uh, <laughs> way too much credit. Putting on airs are, is a different, yeah. Exactly. When something's like mediocre yeah. and treats themselves the, like, like Joker. Or the, uh, like, where yes, it's like, like the Joker oh, or that, that fucking yeah. WandaVision line where it's like, but what is love oh, if yeah. not, what, or what is grief if not love persevering? Not, it's like, yeah. and people like, oh shit, that's like, like that tweet where it was like screenwriters everywhere just said shit out of their breath. I was like, really? Yeah, For this yeah. motivational poster quote that it's like, y'all need to watch some better shit. Yeah, I'm never... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm never begrudging people their joy, but I also am not above walking into a room and going, all right, calm down. <laughs> all right, yeah, no. exactly. I mean, I like WandaVision and Marvel too, but like, let's pump the brakes. This yeah, is not Shakespeare. Uh, that is a perfect segue to our next trailer because yeah. this is a movie that is fully built on an energy that makes me want to come into the room and go, all right, let's calm down. <laughs> isn't what you think Uh, it is it's not as exciting or interesting as you think it is anyway there's there's an incredible moment in this trailer okay the movie is called funny face Mm -hmm. yeah i i i have to um uh shit now it's loading um but this is sorry go on tom okay it's basically it's the story of a guy who's like kind of a loner kind of odd wears a a uh a leering clown mask everywhere just because for whatever reason. Um, and his grandparents are, are getting bullied out of their house. Uh, yes. And he's going to exact vengeance, I suppose. All right. I found the review. It's from IndieWire uh-huh. and it describes this as it reimagines if the Joker was a Knicks fan. And it's like, yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, uh, that's even giving it or the, the fact the idea that it has any difference <laughs> it is just the joker it is just or it the was joker, hard for me yeah. to understand what's different about it uh, uh the parents well, by the no. way raya perlman and dan had died both Hedaya, of whom yeah. i love yeah, yeah. they are they're apparently only in one scene i looked okay. at this because i was looking at it for movies that deserve more hype oh, and God. then i concluded nope there is a shot <laughs> okay there's a sequence in this trailer where they're like Somebody's talking about it's it's Rhea Perlman or Dan Hedaya, I think, is talking about like the horrors that people do for money. Or maybe it's the main character. They're just like lamenting how awful it is that people will do anything for money. And then it cuts to a character sit, uh, driving in a car yes. just screams money at the top of his lungs. He's just like, that money! is the ultimate moment. It's so amazing. It is like, so you can't have. Yeah, how did you cut this together and not realize that that shot makes your movie look stupid as fuck? It seems like a spoof. It yeah, seems it like it seems like a gag. Like who? Oh, it seems character? like you can't have characters say how they feel. That makes me feel angry. Yeah. 
And just that, Money! Uh, so this director, I don't know anything about these movies, but he did a movie called Dark Knight. Which is uh, inspired wow. by the the Dark Knight Rises uh, okay. shooter. That's all we need. So, beca- um, okay. I, th- yep. There's so a trend he's done in two about these like loners. There's a trend in video games right now, which is to imagine AAA next gen games as if they existed on like the SNES or the PS1, like Cyberpunk on PS1. Right. This feels like a demake of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Like yeah. literally just if you made it with less of a budget, what would that be like? And yeah. unlike a comedy, it's easier for me to look down <laughs> on it because whatever joy you're taking out of it is weird sweaty loser joy <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like i'm 16 and this is deep i i wrote this in the notes because the just because of the character the, the like this performer it really feels like the uh i'm a joker baby mean <laughs> like a baby i'm the joker baby like the guy in the trailer kind of sounds like him and i god i want him to say it in the movie um yeah i don't know i don't know about this director i'm looking at he's done a good amount of films uh they've gotten mixed reviews the the one that's about the the shooter in a theater oh man sorry i think uh i don't i don't know about this man he's clearly obsessed with batman Mm -hmm. um but it has a very poor audience score it has an okay critic score you know which means probably last as long as uh like sherlock holmes is batman and joker i bet batman and joker around in Five thousand years. I mean, I would argue because I would argue because they are they're Sherlock and Moriarty, right? Like it's basically just this. It's the same. Yeah, I think that's why they're an updated version of those characters in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, this movie looks ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, funny face. I'd watch it on movie night. Gameplay unemployed movie night and make fun of it. That's it's yeah. That's true. I mean. I'm it the reviews are these the reviews are not good okay um this is a movie that I would have said like oh maybe it could be good and then the reviews I'm just like mm, probably not like the part where the guy screams money that could be bad trailer you know what I mean and not like bad right. movie uh, I can't conceive of <laughs> any good movie where that would exist yeah also just what Judging am I supposed to buy it with, smart <laughs> guy? Money! <laughs> Money! Money! This movie looks insufferable. Yeah, it looks uh, like a real yeah. piece of shit. It looks like, yeah. again, I'm 16 and this is deep. Yeah. It looks like Joker. Yeah. It, it's. I think it's about the same amount of irritating as Joker. Yeah. Maybe less because it costs less and will make less money back. Mm-hmm. yeah that's true there's an indie quality where i'm like good for them they're an indie film so you know it's less of a sunk cost fallacy like you yeah. guys just fucked around for six weeks in your neighborhood that's not hurting anyone <laughs> right yeah that's true um all right let's talk about this next trailer for calls Ooh, talking about is... saving that budget money yeah, yeah i don't think there's I don't think there's actually. I don't think this is a movie or it's not. even a TV show. No, it's just. Is it a podcast? We, no, it's. I a, think it's a podcast. It's a show. It's a. It, it's a show, quote unquote. They're basically making you watch a podcast. Why on earth they're not releasing this as a podcast? I don't know. 
My um, guess is because Apple TV bought mm-hmm. it, and then they're like, we didn't really like put it out as a podcast, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like kinetic typography podcast show? Yeah. It's a podcast. It's, it's a just podcast. a podcast. It's, right, it's, but you see the words pop up and they're yeah, lightly animated. And yeah, and you can see the yeah. sound waves and like it's it's like apparently nine different phone calls that are all connected somehow and it's like yeah. it's horror suspense. I think I think Fetty Alvarez is behind this. I um I think. Yeah, audio is actually great for horror. It is. Yeah. And it's weird there isn't enough like horror podcasts. Uh, maybe there is. Maybe I'm just not tapped into the horror podcast world. Oh, Dave, it's, that's, like, that's, a, that's we need to tap into it. That's what you and I can do. All right. <laughs> We're scary, guys. We can do I've it. I've heard a few good creepy podcasts, but I forget all the names right now, so I'm useless. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we'll be the first ever. There's been none. Yeah, we can, we can, we'll shake the thing to make it sound like lightning. Mm-hmm. You know, you shake the thing, Tom. Mm-hmm. Oh, the metal what sheet? Is that thing? The sheet, yeah, 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 the aluminum yeah. sheet, yeah. What is that thing? Where do you get one it's of those? It's an aluminum sheet, man. Wibble wobbler. Sheet for lightning sound. I'm Googling it right now. Okay, that's a useful. That's, yeah, um, valuing the audience. I'm actually, like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm annoyed, I'm a little annoyed that, like, you have to watch this, but I'm into the idea of it. That's the, it just, it just needs to be a fucking. Just make it a podcast. Just make it a podcast. What are you doing? Yeah. That's it. Just make it a podcast. I also enjoy um, that Ben Schwartz can't really change his voice, so it's gonna sound like Sonic the Hedgehog is being <laughs> broken and entered upon. Yep. <laughs> that okay, so that someone needs to take this and like animate it. Sonic right? getting With, hammer like, killed. Yeah. yeah. Uh they don't sell specific sheets of metal for this use. Thunder sheets is what they're called. Uh Okay. You, you can. You can. Uh, how about um? How about we talk? You about say the that like a council of people decided that's what they're called, but wait, no, I found it. I found a thunder sheet. Oh no, this thing is like huge, mm-hmm. and it's three hundred dollars. Okay, it's a big Tom, piece we of can't do this podcast anymore. I'm sorry. I know it's too expensive to have thunder. If only there was some service Another that had way, yeah. sound effects. Horror podcast dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But calls, it does in some way feel like a natural extension of searching or how yeah. people have been trying to capitalize on the obvious fact that we look at our phones all the time mm-hmm. and, hey, maybe there's something there. <laughs> That's cheap to it's execute still, on. It's still visual, though. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is searching is feels like the natural progression of Yeah, I don't know why I'm fighting where, for it. It should be a podcast. No, I mean, <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's the thing. It, if there's nothing the visuals are going to add, if it's just like an iTunes like visualizer, like screensaver, set to, then you just make it a podcast. If there's like stuff like photos that come up or like, you know, like if they find a way to visually like make it interesting then fine or Otherwise, even clues like if there was a ghost in the machine that started to appear in the yeah audio waves i doubt that will happen though it it needs a reason to exist visually uh and so if it has one of those reasons then good i don't know uh otherwise yeah i feel like apple has the ability to get into the podcast world you, you know would think yeah yeah but I am, I do like this. Like, I am pro this. Yeah, I uh, feel by, yeah, the end, sure. by the end, it seemed like it might just be generic 
horror, or I'm not sure exactly what's quote unquote going wrong in these people's lives, but it was interesting that at the beginning, it seemed like it was going to be some kind of paranoid tech dystopia thing, like your phone's listening to you, which is weird that Apple would put that out yeah, because they are doing that. <laughs> like I believe this to be true. That's like, um, <laughs> there's, um, the blacklist will have like contests and I've got, I've actually gotten like messages because I wrote something that was about tech. I got messages of a contest that they're doing about like tech that's sponsored by like Google. And then you read the rules and the rules say like, uh, no, 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 like your plot can't be about how technology is bad. And it's like, well, then what's what the is, point? <laughs> what do you think like, 90% of speculative science-based narrative is? Right. It's like, be scared of this. This could go wrong. What if this happens? That would be fucked up. Yeah. yeah. It's like going to be the most toothless fucking scripts about uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, any more thoughts on calls? No. No. Certainly can not. I, can I say, like, I don't think the uh, bad name. I think bad name. That's what I mean is it invites you to think, calls a horror thing called calls makes it seem like your phone is evil and i just don't think that apple of all people want to be putting that thought out in the ether right that's true it just it also it's it's about calls so like it just feels like it's like a movie called like you know shapes where it's just like the only thing is that yeah there's shapes in it i'll tell you what you know what i mean like uh, like unless the plot is somehow about calls calling the what phones if, what if uh it knows that you're watching it and it calls you in the middle and you pick up and like plays pre-recorded messages from that the characters would be neat. that yeah. would be neat then that would be cool but yeah for right now this is like a book called words uh that <laughs> it like isn't it right like it's just a little it's like they're calls and it's like okay does that have you know just seems like they didn't know what to name it is my point that's true um then again, I would say that about like the movie Jaws. Like that's Jaws. It could have it's been like, called Shark. Yeah, it's yeah. Not. It could have been yeah. Mm-hmm. Mouth. Anyway, mouth. Uh, let's talk about the best trailer here. Good sure. title, Sen- I think. Senior moment. In contrast, that's a perfectly workable title. Yeah, senior, senior moment. moment. Yeah, because yeah. the yeah. emotional core is obviously obviously going to be William Shatner, and I like the meta awareness of the idea that Shatner, we all know, is a pompous guy, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. a very to me this man. This shows how not seventeen anymore I am. I'm like, of all the movies on the list, as dumb as this one is, I was like, that's a real human core experience that i appreciate them bouncing off of that you don't see all the time yeah of like a guy reaching a certain age where he just admits to himself oh i'm in the last phase now like i'm old now yeah yeah this trailer blew my fucking mind i almost put (laughs) it as more hype yeah Yeah. i almost put it as more hype because the moment christopher lloyd starts screeching into the movie i was just like holy shit yeah, it's, it's a buddy Christopher, comedy. Christopher, with, Christopher Lloyd Christopher dressed Lloyd like a, a member of fucking Creedence. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's just like fucking like Hunter S. Thompson's yeah. uncle. <laughs> Doc and Kirk tooling around. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, this, this shit is out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Like where, when when was this made? Why wasn't I informed about I don't know. this movie it's, until this trailer? It's basically old ass William Shatner who is in his 80s uh gets his driver's license revoked and he's trying to get it back and he falls in love with Jean Smart along the way but she's kind of sort of dating this younger dude. Um and it's a whole ass thing. It's interesting. Yeah. 
because you're right, Michael. This does the con the premise does play off of Shatner's persona uh, of being this like pompous asshole, but it's interesting with the stuff that like the way Shatner behaves in like real life, but like in movies like this, he's completely willing to be self-deprecating. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, Tom, when you say in his 80s, I just have to correct you. He is 89. Yep. <laughs> wow. And that is the craziest thing about William Shatner. And right? he does a it's shot his... in this where they shove his head into icy water for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not, I Mother... mean, it's not like the end of the world, but for an 89-year-old man, it's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. This motherfucker, like, remembers Hitler's death. And <laughs> he's just, like... It's all he, he talks about. He is, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I wish he'd shut up he, about I don't it. Know, I don't know if it's... Is it that he's Canadian? Like, how is he aging? He is aging really well, surprisingly well, for the fact that he's William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sure he's getting a lot of work done for sure. Uh, yeah. And but like, it's still like I don't know. I don't know. That's wild. Looks good. He looks spry. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, yeah. somebody who's fucking ninety. Almost ninety. <laughs> yeah, and he's making movies making with Christopher Lloyd feature films. Yeah. These old fucking bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't these, wait. These old motherfuckers. But this looks, yeah. it looks along the lines of one of the ones that will have some of that weird Shatner energy, which I just love. Like every, every 10 years, Shatner will drop something like that album he did. With Ben this Folds? feels yeah. like one of album. those. Yeah. That album's great. And I honestly kind of think this movie will be great. Time yeah. will tell, but I have my hopes set as high as like a Hamlet too, like a, like a weird movie that you think back on fondly and go, God, that movie was funny and weird. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd, by the way, eighty two. I bet they never filmed a scene after like seven. No, of <laughs> they were just like we can't, we can't. Yeah, we have like two hours. Yeah, every of every scene we uh, see in day. this trailer very conspicuously takes place in the middle of the day between the oh, hours yeah. of one p.m. and four p.m. <laughs> They're old. <laughs> They're, They're old really as shit. Old. They're t- they shouldn't be making movies, but They're I'm glad so they are. They're so fucking old. I'm so glad they are. Oh, I yeah, can't obviously. fucking wait to watch Senior Moment. Mm-hmm. And we're in the <sighs> midst of a national population shift where there's going to be a preponderance of seniors. So I think this will be a hallmark of culture for a little time now until death yeah. comes and claims a whole swath of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Is over the course of my life, like we used to be so youth obsessed. There were almost no movies about the experiences of older people. I have seen an uptick in that over the course of my life. And well, I expect that to keep happening. That's like I a demographic tell- now because of the boomers. Yeah, the, well, it's also because the people making the movies are being in charge of stuff won't retire. And That's so true. they're just old. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a movie about an old guy refusing to like stop. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's it's b- like starring a ninety year old and like look, I'm not saying uh, uh, old people shouldn't make saying, movies or anything. Get out of I'm the way, Shatner. It's such a it's such a fucking boomer plot. Uh, but you're right. Like, there's nothing like movies about aging and stuff. Like, that's good. That's a good thing. I think. Well, uh, do you remember when? Uh, Nancy Myers first did something's got to give, and everyone was like. A story about old people falling in love? What is going on? Right. And I just think there's more of a space for that now. And it's got to co- have something to do with the fact that we are demographically sh- going through a period where the population's shifting that way. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Who's the love interest in this? Gene Smart. Gene Smart. Okay. And who's the up. who's the young guy who's he's jealous of? I recognized him as well. Oh, I'm not sure. He did seem vaguely okay. familiar, but they yeah. don't focus too much on him in the trailer. Are you Gene hoping Smart. for um some real raw sex scenes, some Shatner and Smart sex yeah. scenes? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I better I better Kinda. see it. I better see them fuck like demons. Yeah. I still have to see the good liar because the good liar is howling uh, at each other. Money. <laughs> <laughs> the good liar seems like even more like progressive because I'm pretty sure in that movie, uh, Ian McKellen's the honeypot. Mm-hmm. But I'm not certain. The good li- yeah, liar is, is about like old people. Like it's like an old person thriller where they're like doing crimes on each other. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I need to watch that movie. It's a shame I haven't yet. So yeah, no, I I'm 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 reversing. I am pro old people movies. Obviously, we're glad to That's have the you on board. The only answer is to be on board okay. for old people movies, and you know, unless they're really racist. Yeah, which you run that risk sure. with old people movies. Like asterisk that for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're uh, right. We... Old people movies have a propensity for it. Yes, and old people. That's true. Should we get into news stories? I think we should bag on our progenitors some more. Yeah. No, let's okay. do it. Fuck those what else do we not like about old people? Let's make a list here. The way they eat soup. They uh-huh. remind we me that, that I'll be old someday. I'm like, look at that. That's the future. Did, did you guys know that the director of The Good Liar also directed uh, the last two Twilight so- uh, Saga movies? And uh, Dreamgirls and Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. Yeah. That's a, see, that's a career. That's what I want. It's a career. It is that's a career. It is, this, it is specifically this person's mm-hmm. career. <laughs> let's, let's talk about news stories, Please. you guys. Okay. Uh, first, we got some patrons to thank. Uh, thank you to thanks for having Jason Pargin on. Here's 25 bucks. Thank you very much. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with patrons at midnight. Woo. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you very much. Thank you to Andrew. Andrew, how, how? Thank you. Woo. Thank you to Vincent. Vincent with a Y. Mm. Thank you to Rev, Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you to John Munez. Thank you, John. Thank you to Wavy Rancheros. Mm. Thank you. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Dr. DNA. Thank you to Lauren mm. Gucci. Thank, Thank you. you to James Rainey. Yeah. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Ooh. Thank you to Grumblebee. Oh. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Shepard Mulch Diggums. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Oh, man. Let's dive into some news stories. Yeah. Starting with sort of RIP Alamo Draft House. Yeah, sort uh, of. I think they got it's, bought. Yeah. Has anybody that is in this podcast right now? Mm-hmm gone to alamo draft house nope no although kill me now screened at alamo draft houses oh, we got to cool. deal with them because they were one of the few chains that ran our abe and my's movie in an actual in actual theaters and we were very they're, grateful for that oh that's cool they're like the mcdonald's of indie theaters right like they're the biggest well-known indie theater yeah um and that does make me sad it does also mean like 
like they were the last line of defense. So like I I can't help but think about like the indie theater in my hometown yeah. that has been gone for ten years. You know, Lemleys. Uh, you got you got Lemleys still out there, here and there. No, no. Um, well, the indie theaters that I had was like they're just like single. They weren't a chain. You right. know. Um, and it's just kind of sad, you know, because it does feel like Alamo represents that, that thing that's already happened and already has been happening. Um, you know, it's like the same with the blockbusters and the Hollywood videos where it's like, this was the last thing to go. So it marks the fact that it's like, yeah, the the indie video stores, they've already been long dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the same here, right? Like. There's still a few indie theaters, but the pandemic has definitely, like, you know, murdered most of them. Yeah, it's a sign of society moving on to a new technology. It's like when Tower Records shut down. You're like, yeah, because records mm-hmm. are over. Right, <laughs> right. And that's that's the thing is that, like, I don't know, because I think seeing movies in theaters is a thing we're still going to want to do. Definitely. It's just the pandemic made it, you know. I think uh, you will see, if not Alamo Drafthouse, like it might just be dormant. I don't know the details of if it's still a brand owned by someone and still striving to make money, but I think there will still be a niche for independent theaters. Like you might see when quarantine lets up another brand come up and consolidate that market. Just like there are literally, there are still record stores. It's right. just very very few like yeah the, I, the earth can only support so many well both with both music and movies the i think the bummer is that the digital world accommodates indie stuff better so indie theaters actually have less in a way because if you have an indie film and you want it to be seen how awesome is the internet right. you know what a great what a great fucking gift um i just love you know going into like a like what seems like it could be a porn theater you know eating <laughs> yeah, like organic never really like, know it's like a, a popcorn yeah, it, popper from the 1970s exactly like or like eating like some sort of organic bullshit popcorn yeah. where like they don't have butter they just like they're like Dude, here's the, a yeast fountain yeah put yeast on your popcorn some fucked up like i love it in, in saran wrap with no label oh yeah 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 absolutely yeah. um Oh, I love the I love that experience. Yeah. Like where like the seats, like one of them's like a couch or something. A single serving soda that's in like the tiniest cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like there's no fountains, they just crack open a can yep. and pour it in the cup. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's kind of a shame. But you're right, Michael, is that it's it's just progress. It's the same thing of like, well, when we switch to green energy, we're gonna have to say goodbye to certain jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to have to find a way to replace them. It's the same. We have to, you know, it's streaming has made it so that we don't need as many theaters. I think just it's sad that probably the things that will survive are the bigger theaters or like the single screen theaters. Might I, I want to see a resurgence of that. We won't. I there's think no there's, fucking way. Well, <laughs> there's no way for a movie theater to stay open if it's not a multiplex. You don't think so? Because I, don't think, so. I think it's I think I doubt the, it, yeah. The, but isn't the issue now that like there's just gonna be like one movie a month that people are gonna want to see at the best? Mm-hmm. Uh and so single screen is perfect for that where they're just like, All right, we're midnight showing, Avengers Endgame. You know, where it's gonna be like there's just the one movie you wanna see, 
we got the one screen. Uh, I I feel like that system could work because there's a need. We don't. I don't know. I, I guess we've had. Do you this mean one screen before, like though. Ultra IMAX? Yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I guess I guess that's what the multiplexes would do. They just show would, less movies on more screens. Yes, because you get more uh, showings in. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. On bigger screens. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think down. you'll have the humble because little into little independent one screen theaters. That screen is almost the size of the TV in my house at this point. Exactly, it's true. I guess I just want a way for them to exist. They no, can, they I, can do I, like, I want movie theaters to continue to exist too, but we'll see what yeah. happens. They can do, I don't know, they can do ska shows. They should host ska shows from here. Absolutely. On. Yeah, there's enough ska in the world. Get that we swinging udders in there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk about Space Jam? I guess. Michael, I want to talk about the depiction of animated titties, Dave, because it's yeah. important to me. They have to All be right. big I, and luscious, Dave. Yeah. They got to draw them that way for my this, for my Johnson, for my I boys. Need, Dave. I need all of my animated rabbits to have swole ass titties and a dump <laughs> truck ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's all right. There's there's two there's two sides to this, right? For sure. Uh, because I've seen people saying just like. When they were like, "We're we're taking those away because we want to focus on," I don't I, how I don't know how they said it, but it's just like, yeah, just ha- having big boobs doesn't it shouldn't mean anything either way. It's a physical trait that some people are born with, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. And so, but at the same time, the people who are like pissed off because they can't jerk it to Lola Bunny, uh, is you know. That's what I mean is recently I rewatched Space Jam for work after Mm -hmm. not having watched it since I was a child. And my big takeaway about Lola Bunny is why do the animators want me to want to fuck this bunny? Right. Like why is like the shots are like she bet she you had to draw that her underwear peek out from her shorts. Like you had to choose to do that. It's. And it's like, I don't understand why in the 90s this thing aimed at me when I was 12 wanted me to want to yeah. fuck this animated rabbit. I don't even it's, get why it was that way the first time. So it's fine with me that we didn't make it all weirdly sexualized this time. Mm-hmm. I, I guess what it is is that they can keep, like, they don't have to change her physically uh, to not sexualize her, right? Correct. Like, that's what it is, is that, like, it, yes, they shouldn't, like, it's weird that, it's like, I, it's the shots. some animator, some animator in the 90s was like, in the 90s was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to fuck kids up for generations. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just do this. Uh, by the way, Michael, are you talking about the time we watched uh, Space Jam with Macaulay Culkin? That's right. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's the, it's not just the fact that she happens to have large breasts. You can tell through the way she is animated that she's supposed to be erotic or like eroticized. Yes. And it's just interesting because everyone online, of course, is comparing her to Jessica Rabbit, even though Jessica Rabbit is not a rabbit. Um, but also, that the point of Jessica Rabbit is exactly like, is, for better or for worse is to be overly sexualized she's mm-hmm. overly sexualized in a movie that i would argue creates a tonal world that is a lot broader looney tunes was from a more yeah. raw sort of 
Space Jam, even though it uses Looney Tunes, it really feels sanitized. And so Lola stands out to me as oddly sexualized. Um, Absolutely. And uh, also, I actually think if you look at her long enough and hard enough, the fact that she has gams, like she has meaty human legs, is weird considering that Bugs Bunny's legs are just pipes. Like it's actually kind of disturbing that she has humanoid mm-hmm musculature yeah. in her legs <laughs> and and she's she's quote unquote filmed um as erotically as possible <laughs> that's, that, yeah. Yeah, that's i guess that's what it is is i think that was more of the problematic stuff is like yeah. the angles yeah and like it's just weird to change their physical attribute it's it just feels like mm. it's focusing on the wrong it's, idea i uh, think the, the legs are an problem. improvement personally yeah I, it's it's i i pushing back a little bit against that changing her physical appearance is wrong or focusing on the wrong thing because I mean, yeah, obviously that's all types of, of body types exist and, and different people are, are just have different bodies and it's, you know, whatever. Um, but this, this, her specific physique is like, was emblematic of a long uh, tradition of doing this with like every female character in everything. Yes, that is true. And uh, if you're trying to promote just or normalize or more, certain body yeah, types normalize different kids. and and give them more. It's 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 one of the reasons why we have these fucking goblins that right. are railing against the idea of of Lola Bunny not being stacked. Uh, yeah. Is because that's like all we fucking gave these kids us included growing up every no every woman in a comic in a in a in a sh- in an animated show it's like they all just have gigantic tits and and yeah fucking huge asses they all look it's, the same it's really <laughs> weird because they're just like let's give them a lesson about friendship and also a boner mm-hmm. like i don't know why I mean, that's you should be kids, yeah. so. let's let's teach you about looking both ways before they cross the street and being rock hard while you do yeah, it Yeah, exactly it's fucking weird it's weird yeah um, and it's I, yeah I, I think yeah obviously the first thing to do is to just not sexualize her because it's like yeah like I yeah. think they phrase it like we changed her from being sexualized. A bit to, we changed her from being over-sexualized to being strong. And it's like, you know, those aren't like, those aren't like mutually they, exclusive. Exactly. <laughs> like, the, like, exactly. That's the thing. It's the way they're going about it. Yeah. Feels it's like, real it's, dumb. It's still uh, yeah. from the male uh, gaze. Cause it's like the spectrum can only exist from this correct. pole to this pole. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The it's spectrum also, only, it's a only move in a lot of ways. It's defined by the male gaze. Yeah. yeah. But judging them just on rabbits alone, I think the original design, just more meat if you're like a hawk or like a fox and you're just trying True. to find a rabbit to eat. Oh, yeah. You'd be going, well, if you were also, a hawk watching Space Jam, you'd be going buck wild. Yeah. They're doing a similar oh, thing. They're remastering all the Mass Effect games. And if you remember those, they, for some reason, will try and get you hard at various moments as well. Slash wet, <laughs> uh, depending on your input-output situation. But Sure. Uh they are changing the camera angles to make that less gratuitous, and gamers are very upset about that. I do think it's an interesting... We're in an interesting phase where we know that progressiveness is a thing and a force that's having a moment, and we know that hypersexualizing 
certain groups in certain contexts is an exploitative or like is an expression of oppression. Mm-hmm. But we're just in that phase where you are lampshading it. Like the Golden Globes is a great example. They made a bunch of jokes about how undiverse it was. Mm-hmm. We're in that phase where we're admitting that everything is fucked up. But and, we're still doing the thing. But we're still doing exactly. the thing. Some yeah. people have moved beyond doing the thing, but they're really ahead of their time. The bulk of us are still just groggily like aware of the thing, but we haven't adjusted our behavior yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really will depend on what this movie has to say, too, about the characters, right? Uh, like, I don't know. What if they still, what if they still, like, like, what if they, I, they wouldn't, but what if they still film uh, this this cartoon rabbit the same way oh, they would from in the like original? Dump truck yeah. ass angles You know what I mean? Yeah. Or what if she's not of consequence to the plot? Or they, you know what, it, right. you know, it's, it's, I don't know. Uh I hate this conversation. Or worse, it's exhausting. It what is. if she's what yeah. if she's boring and flawless and supremely competent? Like the that's how you sideline a female character in a comedy, man. Mm-hmm. You just make her the like competent ma- one. Yeah, just make her the parent. Right, exactly. Uh We're rooting for you, Lola. You know, I'm more offended personally. I mean, uh, yeah the, the 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 thing that bothered me i guess looking at these uh these stills is i hate the fucking cgi shit why well, just draw them just make them drawn just make them like fucking have you seen know, any man. shots from tom and jerry i know oh, yeah it's, it's, it's weird like yeah. if you don't spend the money to blend it correctly like in roger rabbit it looks fucking terrible it does, but the, 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 the fucking Space Jam, they did it in space. This looks like Tron Legacy. Like, it looks like the world they're in is, like, <laughs> weird and CGI, uh, as opposed to just taking, you know, take LeBron, put him on a green screen, have a bunch of assholes and green tarps. I like, mean, they in, still like, did that. Yeah, I know, but it just, <laughs> though, from what I can tell, it doesn't It doesn't feel like he's in, like, a weird tune land. I don't know. I it's Space Jam sequel. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? It's a it's a the sequel to a movie created by an underwear commercial, right? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Like let's we need to stop being so precious about things. Well, about Space Jam. About Space Jam yeah. for sure. About like, all the things uh, that I Jam, don't think are cool. Space Jam, I think, got people at the right time. For me, that's I don't think it's a good movie. I don't rewatch it. I don't have any like oh yeah same nostalgia I was, for it. I was too old for it when it came out. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, "All right." <laughs> well, yeah. All right. It's not really for me. Uh, the most exciting thing is, did I see Don Cheadle? In yes, the, uh, Don stills? Cheadle is in that, it. I, I that thrills me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't know he was in it. And when I saw him, Neither I was like, I had no fucking idea Don until Cheadle, the yeah. pictures came out today. I was like, Don Cheadle's in this? Yeah. That's fucking great. Hell yeah. Uh, any more thoughts? Are we... No. Do we have to talk about this anymore until the trailer? I, no. That's but probably I will... the last thought I'll ever have about the Space Jam remake. Yeah. That's true. I will say, I will say, just to all the people, anyone who might be listening... Uh, who was very upset um, over nope. how uh, Lola Bunny's <laughs> quote-unquote not sexy anymore. You can still masturbate to that new rabbit. 
Yeah. Like you can masturbate to all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Tom. yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying the bunny's still pretty sexy. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know. It's it's like yeah. it's like seeing the side by side comparisons. It's like, can you believe they went from this hot bunny to this hot bunny? This I'm hot like, bunny. they're both hot bunnies. I don't see the problem. Yeah. They're all movie star cartoon bunnies. Right, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's this feels like you know what it feels like to me is that. It's like criticizing Biden where there's things to criticize or there's like a, a minutia to like go through. And then you get like people you hate being like, yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't want to be on those people's side where it's like, I don't think they did this right. But the people who are like, I want my Lola bunny. It's just like, ah, I don't want to be near you. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't want to associate yeah, with you, man. I, th- I think your reasonings are different. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just want to masturbate to the bunny, and that's and you, you know still, what? That's fine you, too. You still can. Yeah, and that's not hurting anybody, right? <laughs> I think. Yeah, you can still masturbate to the old bunny. Yeah, Space Again. Jam's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm pro <laughs> people drawing sexy animals and masturbating to them. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, I, it's just a different when that's served as the corporatized enshrinement of what normalcy is. Yeah, that's all. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. There's, you see that meme about like, yeah, why furries exist, and then just like shots of so many like '90s animated animals that were drawn to be really fucking hot, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, we were doing that. We're, we yeah, were. It's a we were. Thing for sure. We, yeah. We no, did I just d- want kids to fuck animals, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, part of my sexual awakening was 100% to Gadget from Rescue gadget. Rangers. Oh, I was yeah. going to say Gadget. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. That's a hot Dr- mouse. Drawn far hot hotter mouse. than there's any reason to. Yeah. And yeah. you know what it is? I think it's that art students learn how to draw a sensuous form and it's like a pleasing line. You know what I mean? There's something nice about drawing a sensuous female body. You're like, I know it's a kid's (laughs) show, but I want to use my skills. I want to draw the female form. Yeah. And there's, it's, it's, it's pretty drilled in generation of kids. Exactly. We get a hundred different body types for male characters that you're, you're taught how to draw. And then there's really just the one for female characters. (laughs) Anyway, we can move on from this cursed conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, fucking crawl out of this abyss uh 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 so let's name some more producers shall let's we? do it uh thank you to space mcnulty mm-hmm. thank you very much thank Indeed. you to hiram thank you hiram thank you to oh great it's that guy thank you thank you to nolan mayton thank you very much Woo. thank you to normal man andrew mcguire mm. thank you thank you to ozzy thank you very much thank you to aj Woo. thank you Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Mm. Thank you, Tip. Ta- uh, thank you to Frank Lee Amish. Thank you very much. Woo. All right, let me jump in ah. here. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Ah. Thank you to Mrs. Voitis. Ah. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Yeah. Thank you to David Knife Boot, Hinson, Knife Boot. MBA, CPA. Thank you ah. to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Righteous Hand and Lizard People Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Thank you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Thank you. Dave. Thank you all. What? Dave, do you want to talk about jerking off to animals? Yes. Do you have what? A rabbit that deserves yeah. more sex. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just regular rabbits, too. Gonna, you yeah, can jerk look, off to those. Look to your left. Look to your right. 
all the rabbits you see deserve more sex. Yeah, they need it. Uh, I want to talk about a movie called The Sadness. Mm. Uh, this is from, where is this from? Korea? No, Taiwan. Uh, this is a Taiwanese quote-unquote zombie film, although I would not call it that. Nope. I don't know when it's coming out. Uh, the worldwide rights have just been picked up. I think it'll be available soon. I really am not sure about the quality of this movie. Um, I haven't found too much coverage of it that from from that's in English. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is basically a zombie film, but the virus makes you uh, act on your most awful impulses. Mm-hmm. Basically makes us, all the negative things in our head, it makes that the only thing we can act off of. So the trailer, as you guys I'm surely watched, is fucking gory as shit. It's very brutal, yeah. It's brutal. It looks, I don't know. I'm very, again. Oh, sorry, no. Well, I'm very intrigued by the hook in the sense that everyone has the like, or like waiting at, like standing on a subway platform and being like, it's crazy how one action could change my life completely right if i push this person now i'm a murderer my whole life is completely different we all have that experience or standing on the edge of the building it makes you feel like you want to jump etc and the idea of a thing like a happening that makes you Mm -mm. indulge that i get (laughs) it's very happening-esque this looks like a different tone but it is kind of the same premise but i guess my concern is i my worst most evil like as it seems um, disturbingly mundane and like pedantic, but I, my worst, most evil thought is I've seen what that movie is. That's the Serbian film. My worst, most evil thought right. is force yourself physically upon a baby until it dies. Right. That's the right. worst. Like if you do the math, that's the worst thing you can do. According to society. I don't want to see a movie. That's a bunch of people doing that. <laughs> That's like, true. isn't it well, going to be like, I'll flamethrower a preschool. It's all going to be baby related. You I'm, see I'm, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of babies just being hucked left and right. Yeah. Just, uh, it's, it's a 3d movies. So the babies yeah, are coming it's, it's right like at you. Maybe I lack imagination, but I feel no, like I my think... most evil impulses all involve babies and, or like horrible sexual shit. In a, in a way, I think you have too much imagination. Cause right. my guess well, there's a there's a few things here. One, this is going through translation. So the articles that I found are like, according to this article, they say this, and then that article is you have to be translated. Um, but it does seem like this is that is the general idea. I'm also guessing for the sake of movie, they're toning it down, right? It's yeah. They're they're trying to depict what this is, like the happening, uh, where it's like. That it's just that's it what I mean is humans. I'm hoping it's I, stuff like pushing people in front of a train and not like truly the worst possible things you can think of. I yeah, think it's more about that, more about impulse. Yeah, the thing that the thing that stuck out too is them talking about how the villains aren't mindless like zombies, so they like get to like they can really think it out. Uh, which I like the idea of like a horde of just things that mean to hurt you that are also kind of creative about that. Um, they're not just going to tear you apart. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to. It wouldn't be fun otherwise, right? Yeah. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna get creative, which with what these worst impulses are. 
I'm um, hoping that it's actually overwrought, like a Final Destination, where you're like, that was his impulse? That was so specific uh-huh. and elaborate. I think yeah. that would be more delightful. I'm also, <laughs> yeah. Also, a lot of what gives me hope is just kind of the style of this trailer and how the movie looks. And, like, the I'm sort of have this, like, faith that it's not just going to be, like, hostile. It's going to, it's going to, like, even, like, spiral even further out of control in some way. Like, we don't really see the protagonists in this trailer. Mm-hmm. We don't really see what the plot's going to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but it is so bloody that I can't imagine. Like, I actually would find this interesting, but I don't imagine it's going to be stuff like a CEO of a Fortune 500 company decides to liquidate all his funds selling arms to a group that he <laughs> knows will oppress a whole country. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. the most evil thing in your heart is going to be like, I'm going to saw the head off this guy who happens to be next to me. Um, I would be interested in one where it's like, yeah, manipulating stocks or causing desperation in the third world or whatever. Like, literally, right. what is actually evil, evil. Uh, cru- like a real Cruella de Vil. Someone goes and adopts all the dogs and makes a coat. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a feeling uh, this will be mostly bludgeoning people to death. Yeah, I've seen... The other review I've seen is from a Taiwanese paper, and it starts with the reviewer saying, I don't like this genre. Uh like saying like I don't like this type of film but then saying like but this was good for that type of film which was interesting uh they they talk about it being a social parody uh which I don't know what that's going to mean so there might be a I don't know more layers to what they want to say in this um I have no freaking clue uh it do, it I have a feeling it's going to be more surface level than what you're hoping like, I mm-hmm. think it's just going to be more like, I'm going to attack you with this weapon. And we're going to have, like, a really gory, like, scene resulting mm-hmm. in it. Right. I think it's the level of evil of, like, a zombie that will... Because we see that guy at the end stick his tongue through the mail slot, right? So I think it's just that yeah. level of intentionality. They're almost zombies, but they'll hang out around your house and systematically try to break through windows and stuff a zombie yeah. couldn't accomplish. They do seem creepier. That's kind of what I like about this is like the weird like giggling. And, I like this performance yeah, of like, ha ha ha, I'll see you soon. Ha ha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're like very taunty. Yeah. yeah. Smug zombies is, that would be mm-hmm. extra. And I would get the social parable because I'll tell you, er, uh, 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 Vonnegut said it, but it's so true. The problem with dumb bastards is they're too dumb to know how dumb they are. Like, <sighs> man, I love... Nothing rankles me more than like just a dumb fuck who can't see reason, who specifically <laughs> thinks that they're much, much smarter than you and is being really smug about it. Um, so like zombies that taunted you but are objectively mindless, I think is a cool parable. Yeah. Again, who knows where the, this thing could go in any the, direction think, at this point. Yeah. From the review I'm looking at in all reviews, it seems like the key thing is while your typical zombies have their humanity removed the problem with these zombies is that they're the worst of humanity. Uh, that's, that's, I don't know. Take from that what you, what you will, but it, I don't, I don't know. Um, that clearly must be portrayed in the film some way, mm-hmm. uh, for these reviewers to have picked up on it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, check out, everybody should just check out the trailer. Um, be warned. It's gory. The trailer's gory. Yeah. It, it's again, it's called the sadness. Yeah. 
uh, and, and it is so it's, it's a fucking it's a brutal, brutal ass trailer. trailer. <laughs> yeah, and I would say the trailer is a red band trailer. Yeah, you know it's uh, R rated. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm super curious about it. I'll, I don't know when it will actually come out though. Sadly, <sighs> that's yeah. All that's right. all I got. Well, awesome. I think that's a sewed then. Is that a sewed? I any, think so. I other... think we've done it. Tasty, okay. bubbly sewed. A bubbly fucking sewed for sure. Oh, man, now that we're all sufficiently pumped with tasty, bubbly sewed's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for doing the show. Absolutely. You know, when it started, pump was a cum euphemism. By the mm-hmm. end, it it's a light carbonated thing that you guzzle. So... Mm-hmm. I think Still we've been come. on a real journey today. Oh, okay, good. We just carbonated that bad boy. <laughs> just good, carbonated. Good, good. Yeah, just ran is. it through the old soda stream. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a great time. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah, thanks for doing it. Uh, what do you want to uh, plug? What do you got going on? Yeah, what, what do you want to say to the world? Ooh, two things. We uh, Well, you can find all our stuff over at patreon.com slash smallbeans, but if I could do a little, little mini announcement corner, we're taking a page from the gamefully unemployed book and bringing back merch we had merch and we had that setup where we actually had to buy shirts and then mail out shirts and it was too much of a pain so we closed it now we're gonna do t public like you guys do so small beans merch will be back and we got a lot of cool bank designs for that and then uh i mean this literally just came together right before the taping but there is a joint Gamefully Unemployed Small Beans podcast in the works. Yeah, there is. A a co-production, and that's all I'm going to say about it for now, but I'm sure if you listen to either network, you'll hear about that in the near future. Absolutely. Um, I guess I'll tell people about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. If you go there, you can find exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac every Friday night. That is tonight. If you're uh, listening to this on Friday, we watch movies with our patrons. Uh, There's there's some fun stuff there. Check it out. Yeah. Look into it. Uh, We also have a store, like Michael was saying, tbotlook.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. I think we're probably due for some new designs. So uh, Yeah. We should do sexy versions of ourselves. I mean, sexier. I was going to say, yeah. I don't know if we can be too much more sexy. Our two stores should start feuding with, uh, like, try to out erotic each other with our designs. Just Mm -hmm. sexier and sexier versions of the hosts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Back and forth, dueling shops. Yeah. This this means war. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Very sexy sexy war. war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. 
Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.